It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Well, 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 well. It is the Fox Across America Game Ball presentation. We give it out every week to the guest that moved my needle. That is not a euphemism, by the way. That sounded terrible. I got to be honest, it sounded terrible. Uh, But the point is, every week I like to highlight a particular segment that, you know, sometimes it, it really, like, enlightened me to a new way of thinking about an issue or it made me laugh or, you know, it was just like a big name that was fun to have around, whatever the case may be. Sometimes it's my dirtbag relatives. Sometimes it's my friends. It really can be anybody. But this week, I got to be honest with you, going into the week, when you look at the people we had booked, and we've had everything imaginable, comedians and convicts and some people that aren't my family members, but no, we had a really busy, fun week of guests. But when we booked this next guest, knowing he had close personal ties to everybody in Congress, I got to be honest, I did not think he would give me such an unvarnished take on the nominating process and, of course, the electing process of Republican House Speaker. I thought he'd played a little bit close to the vest, even if he had feelings. Uh, I didn't think that he would articulate them on the raw level that he did just for consideration to the people involved in this process and the people he still has a lot of relationships with in D.C. But Jason Chaffetz pulled the goalie on this week's show. Like, I honestly, when he was coming on, I was like, this is going to be interesting. I think my views might be a little too far out there for old Chafe. It's a guy I love and I have a lot of laughs with, but I wasn't sure if this was going to upset his Apple card in D.C., him being a former member of Congress. But I got to tell you something, man. He laid bare the scam that is the House Speaker nominating process and is ultimately the electoral process to boot and really did shine a light, no matter how this thing works out, on whether or not, you know, we have a success for a successful tenure from Kevin McCarthy. The reality is McCarthy made so many mistakes in the run up to this nominating process and also, oh, by the way, moved into the speaker's office before the voting even took place. This is the biggest schmuck I've ever met. Now, Chaffetz didn't exactly say that. But he did say the rest of the process needs a lot of fixing. And I got to be honest, I really admired the candor. I was frankly blown away by it. And I'm as excited to relive it as I think some of you might be as well. So without further ado, Jason Chaffetz, come get your game ball. And try not to make fun of my outfits too much when you accept the trophy. Staff has been advised no eye contact is permitted for the next 10 minutes with the Well, and you get, you're busting out the, the, the fine shirt. Sh- the shirt. Uh, host of the Last Jay- time I was here, you wore it. Oh, we'll get into it. Well, listen, let's defund the fashion police for one minute, and we'll get into this. He is the, the host of the Jason in the House podcast, former superstar congressman turned Fox News contributor. Jason Chaffetz is here. And he's hit me hard for wearing my red shirt again. Oh, no. I've I'm only honored. worn this twice. Okay. The, the thing is, the shirt comes with. Oh, there's some boots. No, things are happening. It comes with the boots. Things are happening. I gussy it up for the Fox Nation crowd. Yeah. What I, what, I don't usually get the Western treatment when I come to New York, <laughs> and you roll it out. And I I'm do impressed. the right thing. It's like the Olive Garden when you're here. Yeah, your I family. feel more at home. Yeah, I want you to I feel mean, at the home. Inner Mountain West. We are the Rocky Mountains. Thank you. Know? you. Mm-hmm. 
Don't when you think of Rocky Mountains, you don't think of Utah, but you should. No, it's the right because thing to it's, do. It happens to be the the western side of it. Uh huh. No, I'm very pro Rocky Mountain. But what I'm getting right now, Chaffetz, in the in the condition I'm in, is this is partly a western look. Condition a, you're in? Yeah. Well, you oh, know. I thought you were saying you were conditioned. No, I, <laughs> no, I was I, questioning my, the my, conditioning. My, well, my shirt it half looks western. I also look like a figure skater who let himself go. <laughs> Because this is something you'd see on like a hundred and five pound figure skater that it's gets like hoisted took at the end of the two routine. Figure skating outfits and fuse <laughs> them together, make one nice big failure version. I am Siegfried and Wah. I am both of them, not one and the other. What was that movie? What was that movie about the Blades of Glory? Yes, yes, the figure skaters. A great that, one. Oh, oh my gosh, fantastic one. So yes. that's me. I'm Blades kind of, of Glory. I'm a, I'm a figure skater who got a little carried away during the lockdowns. Got a little. You know, a little too much time on the couch. We're not landing double Lutzes anymore. We're doing double cheeseburgers. That's the problem. There's no triple sal cow. Maybe a triple double at Fred's Deli. But stick with me, Chaffetz. We got a vote going on in the house. Uh, this is the seventh go-round. Now, I want to ask you this because you've been a part of this process and you know it better than I do. Okay. Um, there's obviously a lot of pressure on the holdouts. I just want a horse sense reaction here. Do you get the feeling that nothing would get them to go along to McCarthy because it's personal, or are there genuine concessions they're holding out for? What's your gut? Um, it, 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 you can't lump all 20 into it. Okay, um, that's fair. fair, and, fair, and, fair. and so I think for some of them it is so personal, mm-hmm. and they don't trust them. There's distrust on both sides going mm-hmm. both directions. Mm-hmm. That's where I don't know that – McCarthy can ultimately get to the finish line because yeah. I think there may be more of those people when your margin's only four. Yeah. Um, you know, can you peel off four, five, ten of them? Yes, uh-huh. but you're still shy of what you need to get to. All right. So I want to expand on that because I do think to, to a point you mentioned that there could be more people that feel this way right now. They have cover. You know, they can keep voting to confirm him yes. and look like they're not against this and they weren't part of the disruption because they have the disruptions do, disruptors doing the heavy lifting for them. But are you saying if he comes down, if it, for whatever reason they withdrew the bid, you might see an avalanche to the other guy? Yes. And I think, look, ultimately you have to get to 218. Yep. That's the way their founders set it up. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the members didn't set up those rules. Our founders did. Uh-huh. So I, it, it, you have to get to a consensus. Oh. First. My sense of it is, This is sort of a Republican's view of it. Uh Sometimes it goes to the person who really doesn't want it, doesn't even ask for it. That's how Paul Ryan got there. Paul Ryan, yeah. Yeah, and there's something appealing to the group that, you know, Mm. and you look at the chaos and look at the margin, look at everything. Who does want to do this? I mean, come on. (laughs) It's a rough gig. Jason Chaffetz is in the house, uh, which is, uh, oddly enough, very similar to the title of your award-winning podcast. Uh, yes. A podcast that will book anybody. I've been on it. You yeah. can make me wear the red shirt, though. <laughs> we can come back. There was no ch- Hey, I would love to. Come on, Chaffetz. I'm a fan. Uh, and you know that. So this is the other question I was going to ask you then, knowing what we know about the process and where we are in, in the process at this point, because he's going through a seventh vote. There's four other votes right now. So he's very close to basically coming out of this without it an eighth time or seventh time. Um, at some point, you know, if you're going to the floor without the votes, I don't understand what they what they're hoping is going to change. That's what I just wanted to ask. Well, you. It, it, so the Republicans don't control mm-hmm. the vote. The, yeah. the person in charge is the clerk. Yeah. There are no official members okay. of Congress. So it's not their decision. That's it's true, not no their decision. No, nobody's wow. sworn in. So. The, Kevin McCarthy, can, look, they're up to six now that have voted against us, so it is oh, going to fail. Dang it. Again. This is nuts. Um, 
And the question is, will it be 20 or 21 or, or get worse or yeah. bit better? But it is the clerk and the clerk alone that gets to make these decisions about calling these votes. Wow, that's fascinating stuff. So let me ask you this. Um, on any level, are you enjoying the fact that it's gone through the ringer the way it has. I know it hasn't happened in 100 years. Um, I'm kind of getting a kick out of it because I do believe it was drawn up to uh, entitle us to rigorous debate. I don't know that anyone in Washington is. You know a lot more people in Washington than I do. Is anyone enjoying this, or are they like, this is nuts and we look bad? Uh, I have advocated for years Uh that the process by which you select your nominee to become the speaker has been broken. Oh, good. There's no transparency to it whatsoever. Uh Think about it. They're second in line to the presidency. They're the speaker of the House of Representatives. They they hold one of the most important. Why Kevin McCarthy? Yeah. Well, that's what I wanted to ask you. Does anybody know? Like. Look, the reality is he's there because he raised the most money. Yeah, that's that's well, the re- the reason Nancy Pelosi was the yeah. speaker because she raised the most money. Yeah, that's how we're going to pick the next person. So, like, I'm with you. That's what I've been saying. There should be a debate. Members mm-hmm. should be on the record. There should be a vote. Mm-hmm. Now, I have also said, look, I would have voted against Kevin McCarthy in wow. the conference meeting. Uh-huh. Conf- you would think that those who wanted to run for speaker. Mm-hmm would put their names up and there'd be a debate. You would be wrong. Yeah. You there is like a conference question and answer of which a few members show up. Okay. Less than a week after the election they get together and they vote. Wow. Now Kevin got the majority of the majority, mm-hmm. but he got like 180, 190 something votes. Okay. But not the requisite 218. Wow. And they thought that hey, people would cave to, at that point. Yep. I, I wouldn't characterize it as caving. Mm-hmm. I would have fought against it. I would have said, "Hey, no, I want somebody else. You've been f- in leadership for 14 years. Yeah. Things have not gotten better. You no. had your chance. You can't listen. I'm with Amen to Jason Chaffetz. I didn't know how this was going to go because I have been screaming that this shouldn't be the guy. I mean, in all honesty, and if it is the guy, this shouldn't be the process for anointing him as the guy. Well, okay. So, but here's the point, though. Mm-hmm. When you have that discussion, vigorous discussion in the conference, which they really didn't ever have. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I would have then said, all right, I lost. Yeah. Kevin got the majority of the majority. And not plurality. He yeah. got the majority of the majority. It's the so-called So this could have rule. played out in private. It could have. Uh-huh. And then I would have said, hey, look, I lost. Uh-huh. And I compared it to where I was at with Donald Trump. Uh-huh. I originally supported Marco Rubio. Uh-huh. So did Trey Gowdy. So did yeah. Tim Scott. So did Mike Pompeo. Think about that, yeah. And then, but you know what? Marco lost. And mm-hmm. so we got behind the nominee and we voted for him. He ended up being, a, in my opinion, a great president. But I wasn't on his team no, he was to con- get him elected. But yeah. I did vote for him. And I said publicly I was going to vote for mm-hmm. him before the vote. Mm-hmm. But, you know, at some point you got to hash that out. But it is a team sport, yeah. too. Uh-huh. You know, you get elected, you report to your constituents. But being in the House is a team sport. Mm-hmm. I know it's fascinating stuff. Jason Chaffetz is in studio. The one thing I've laughed at is I've heard a lot of pundits make the case on TV that, you know, the Republicans got to wrap this up because the Democrats are calling us disorganized. And I'm like, that is the <laughs> nicest thing they've ever said about us. I'm like, so we get a week off from being called white supremacist and fascist and a Hitler youth and anything in between. I'm like, who doesn't want a month of disorganized? This is a, we should send them a Hallmark card. Gosh, it, for the two years of the Democrats. Are you kidding me? <laughs> that, that, that. 
That's that's embarrassing in itself. I know. Thank you. And, I, you know, I made this point on Twitter yesterday. It is not embarrassing to take two days or five days to pick a speaker. What's happening to the country right now is embarrassing. The border's embarrassing. Okay? Yeah. The spending is embarrassing. Inflation's embarrassing. The end of the Afghan troop withdrawal was embarrassing. Right. Okay? I would talk to that with a lot more, you know, purpose than this because I, you know, I think outside of politics and people who analyze it on TV for a living, I don't think this story has a life – a day beyond we select a speaker. Totally agree. Thank. All right. Go. Two weeks after, do you think anybody's going to look at no. their review? Those guys took six days. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then tell me this, because that's a, another part of the case, is they keep saying, well, we got to wrap this up because we got these investigations. What is the difference if they start on Friday or they start on Monday? Well, I will tell you, one right, of the ramifications me. is mm-hmm. we're about two months behind. Okay. The, the, the problem is when they the benefit of picking the speaker or who the nominee is and being united the week after the election is, then you go select your chairman. Uh-huh. Then you go select the members that will be on those committees. Okay. Then the members are able to hire the staff. And then when you get to January, the first week of January, you're up and ready to go. Wow. None of that has happened. Well, nobody's even on LinkedIn yet, you're telling me. Yes. nobody's the best way to say it. And so they got to go through all that process. <laughs> then they can issue the paperwork. So, then they can do the subpoenas. So all of you aspiring staffers have at least another week to scrub your social media. <laughs> Just yes. so Jason Chaffetz giving you an APB. Get those uh, 12-foot uh, liquor shots from Cancun and the grill off the profile. That that drink with two straws in it that looks like a roller coaster. <laughs> Real talk. Uh, so, just tell it like it is. But, no, I find I, I really appreciate your honesty and your candor because I've been watching everybody, everyone's attempt to cover this. And I see two different takes on it. I found myself in kind of the Tucker camp of I find this enjoyable, first of all, because I don't think anyone in leadership should just be handed leadership. Yeah, it's uh, an I, open seat. Yes. And I, yeah, that's what I mean. It's an open seat. As you said, we're basically giving this gig away to the person who sold the most interests in the country. Yeah. And I remember this. I remember when you were a congressman and you had transitioned to media and you had said one of the reasons you hey, left. Can we is you come s- up with a different word? I know. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when you were working for Epstein. Yeah. You're like much better, much more respected. <laughs> Way better. <laughs> Kidding. Uh, but but I know I remember you telling me that a lot of the job is just a perpetual fundraising exercise. Yeah. And if that is the case. You know, then we're really not operating with the people's interest in mind. So I, on some level, have to admire these holdouts. As you said, I can't group them all into the same intellectual class. But one of the things I heard Chip Roy saying, and I want you to see if you could speak to this, is, you know, a lot of what he was asking for were rules changes. And the Mm -hmm. fact that there was a rules committee dictating what did and didn't happen when it came to the passage of bill and debates and stuff like that, that they really didn't have a lot of control over under the current setup. Um, Is that a valid critique by him? And is it something that could be addressed on the back end? Does it have to be? address now yes okay. I, I do it, there's the rules package uh-huh. and then there's the rules committee two uh-huh. totally separate things okay the rules package is roughly 55 pages of how the house will operate okay um how many days will you have to review a bill those types of things when a bill is moving through the process the ultimate stop is the rules committee they set the rules by which the house will debate usually they waive the rules that are oh, part part of the yeah. standing rules and they come up with new rules that's crazy that's where the rub is and that determines how many amendments are how long you get to speak uh-huh. um how many amendments will be made in order uh-huh. which amendments will be made in order wow. and so you know you got to you got to st- and it's a very small committee <laughs> i think there's 
six and five, six mm-hmm. in the majority. And so if you can, if the rules committee is prestigious yeah. because you hold all the cards and then you control the floor time. Wow. That is unbelievable. I didn't you see that. And so so I think there are some valid critiques in that then. Yes. And like I, I admire that because there's so much pressure in this day and age, you know, go, go along to get along. Uh, that on some level, I just I, I find this refreshing. I don't mind watching people squirm. Like when I hear we haven't done this in a hundred years, that doesn't make me think this is bad. That makes me think the last hundred years were bad. I mean, in that we didn't properly well, but, vet leadership positions. Well, yeah. So here's the thing: you only took one member to what's called vacate the chair. That mm-hmm. is, have another vote on speaker. Yeah. Nobody really invoked it. Yeah. And so then all of a Mark Meadows decided to threatened to invoke it on Boehner. Uh-huh. So Boehner said, look, I'll probably lose that vote. So he said, agreed to step down. And that's how we went through this process and ended up with Paul Ryan. Wow. Nancy Pelosi saw that and said, I'm not going through that. <laughs> and so <laughs> she changed the rule where you had to have a, like 50%. Uh-huh. And the only one that could call it had to be from leadership, an impossible threshold. Yeah. And now these people come back and said, no, no, you got to be able to vacate the chair. I think they gave up too much. Kevin McCarthy did. Uh-huh. And still might not get what he wants. Well, I don't understand why you agree to five people to vacate the chair, but you don't. Bring, that doesn't bring you any votes. Why would you agree to that? Don't it's, agree to anything it's until you get to the point with. Well, are you going should, to be a yes? Should Should McCarthy have back channeled a consulting deal where he hired Pelosi for tips on how to get through this? <laughs> because well, for all we say about her, yeah, I know they you know, know that two Rams that are yeah. crashing. Their <laughs> I know, but she was good at this. She was good at wrangling her party, was she oh, not? Oh, well, the reason she did is she raised the most amount That's of money in the history of the United States Congress, bar yeah. none. Uh-huh. She has raised more money. Uh-huh. And that's where she would do. She'd sit you down and she would say, I'm going to lock up your all of your fundraising. You're not going to go anywhere. You're going to raise any money anywhere. Wow. And that's, that's how though. she got them all in line for that's... votes. <laughs> she carried rem- a big hammer. It reminds me, there's a scene in uh, Animal House at the beginning where he goes, if you mention extortion again, I'll have your legs broken. <laughs> <laughs> Pelosi. Yeah, heavy, but she got it done. Yes. I'm telling you, McCarthy, text Pelosi. She's retired. She's got time. Ah, uh, Chaffetz. This was fantastic, man. I love being on fun. And I really, I cannot tell you how much I appreciate you dressing up each time. <laughs> it's so funny because I'm, it's like, it's almost like a ventriloquist act, but I'm wearing the puppet shirt. <laughs> this looks like the howdy do You're telling me you got a hand up your. <laughs> I'd say, listen, don't yuck my yum, okay? We all got our own thing. That is going to do it for the Fox Across America Game Ball Ceremony. This one is over. We'll be back on Monday. With a who's who of people we haven't actually booked yet, but that doesn't matter. That's what you do on the weekends. The show's over. Have the happiest weekend allowable by law, and we will see you here Monday. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Ben Domenech, Fox News contributor and editor of the Transom.com daily newsletter. And I'm inviting you to join a conversation every week. It's the Ben Domenech Podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.